calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Buffy and Frodo were in the Hogwarts library late into the night, prepping for the final trek into Mordor. Liz, I have to stop you. Why? Because this already sounds like the greatest story of all time. World Stealers! <laughs> Hello, and welcome to World Stealers, the show where... We steal your world. We come in and we say, hello, that world, that whole globular ecosystem, we will take it, it is ours. Except we don't say it in a way like we will take it, we will purchase it, we just take it from you. We just take it. How many times can I make the Mr. Steal Your World joke before it stops being funny? I mean, I I, I turned that into my Xbox sign-in name. Mrs. <laughs> it's Mrs. Steal Your World, but I only get so many characters, so it's Mrs. Steal, and then you are, and then your W... R-L-D. I would have gone with Y-A, like steal your world. Steal your world. Steal your world. Oh, fuck, I can't change it now. It's Microsoft Ms. Steal Your World. <laughs> I've got it in my head now. I have to finish doing <laughs> Each week, we listen to Kate eat a cliff bar on the microphone. And we talk about how that makes us feel. That is a fetish. <laughs> the noise of someone eating is Ew. for sure a fetish. I mean, I don't know for sure, but I, I mean, I mean, I'm sure it I is. Would everything's bet a good fetish. money. Exactly. That is probably the grossest fetish I can think of. Mm, I no, I can, I can top it. Please don't. Certainly, I can <laughs> top it. I won't right now. It's fine. Um, Liz, the people want to know what we're up to. They do. They do. They're so, in the streets. They're demanding. They're demanding. So I am going to tell you, and we're going to do a little call and response so that people understand our true format. When I say fandom, you say genre. Fandom. Genre. Fandom. Genre. And we pick one of those. <laughs> we actually pick them both. <laughs> And we sandwich them together and then we go home and we write out original fan fiction and we come here every week to discuss the writing process and to read that original fan fiction to you. When I say read, you say you read. You. Read. You. That's what we do. Read you. <laughs> Did you have to do like prompts when you were in like elementary and middle school where you, they'd give you a topic and you had half an hour to write a story? Yeah. And if you were me, you were like maybe a third of the way through your story by the end of the half an hour. Yeah, that's exactly what happened to me. Every time. 
They should have known we would be better writers. I would build because I would. Yeah, they would we be like world, world building here. They'd have some kind of like prompt where it was like you open a box and the box is empty, but you hear a voice in the next room start telling you to close the box. What do you do? And it's like, oh well, here's a novel. Yeah. Well, first of all, <laughs> let's get the backstory on this box. Right. We need the whole history of this right. box What's and the how it got here. Surrounding What's, the box. Exactly. And is it like Norse mythology? Right. Is it Greek mythology? Like we have to go back, or all is it a whole options. new like alien thing? Right? Are you, are you even a human? Who knows? Who knows? For some yeah. reason, that just reminded me at some point we should do Goosebumps fan fiction. Oh, fucking great idea. Okay. Oh. Do you believe in magic? <sighs> no. I mean, I guess I believe in magic to the extent that, like, science we can't understand is cool. Feels like magic. You know, it it, does. What is that? there's some famous, like, any science or technology that we don't have an explanation for. Mm hmm. Is yeah, I think I basically don't believe in magic, the same. But I do as believe that there are certain. It might as well be magic. Experience the yes. world that feel magical. Yeah, I like that. And I think that. that we shouldn't take that away from ourselves. I agree with you. I also think like we could find unicorns. We could. We could totally find unicorns. The, the, dragons, if narwhals are real, why shouldn't unicorns wizards, be? Wizards, yeah. like those things can all be backed up with science. Vampires could be backed up with science. Who yeah. knows? You it's just know. a thing we don't understand yet. Yeah. I'm open to this. Me too. You know, except ghosts. I could do without that. Yeah, I don't need ghosts. We don't need you, ghosts. What he needs, go get out of here, ghosts. Get out of here. <laughs> um, because we forgot to do it last week. Sorry. Here is a synopsis of True Blood, the seventh-season HBO franchise about vampires. In case you didn't know, True Blood is the sexy vampire franchise Twilight only wishes it could be. It's set in a world in which vampires have recently been able to come out of the coffin. Due to the invention of a synthetic blood substitute, the eponymous true blood that allows them to survive. The show follows the adventures of Sophia Stackhouse, a waitress in small town Louisiana, as she navigates a world that now includes not only vampires, but also werewolves, fairies, shapeshifters, and our personal least favorite, were panthers. Anyway, to be clear, we're basing our fanfics on the TV show. We know there are novels too, but we haven't read them, so suck it. Yeah. Also for this fan fiction, because it's a crossover, you're going to need to know about the show Pipples and Paroles, which is an Animal Planet reality show about a family that runs a large-scale pitbull rescue that also happens to employ parolees. The drama of the show always revolves around the background of the parolees looking for a second chance at life and the potential dog adoption families who must fit the bill of good dog owners to bring a new addition back to their home. Um, okay. So, I very much like you. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, that's not what you're saying. And beautiful. <laughs> um, I wrote a f- so the crossover fan fiction is complicated. It is because I feel like what we maybe have fallen into, or what I def- what I fell into, was doing more of the world that was coming into the world than I did of the world that I was supposed to focus yes. on. And I don't know whether that's, I don't think that's necessarily wrong. No. I think we, the way that we set it up, it was supposed to be a true blood fan fiction with other worlds in it. And I think we did that the other way around. But I think yes. it's generally for a crossover, you're almost always going to get more of one world than another. Of course. And I think I leaned too much into the world of pit bulls and parolees. 
can you lean too much into the world of pitbulls mm, and parolees? You're right. I did it just the right amount. <laughs> and you're going to see how much. So excited. So I kind of, I, this writing experience for me was, I, I challenged myself because I wrote it very much, almost like a screenplay. Oh, fun. Because I didn't want to get too much into the descriptors because the way that these shows move is like such a formula mm-hmm. and it's reality mm-hmm. television and it's a lot of like wham, bam, go to commercial. Right. So that's kind of how I did it. Um, I ended up watching a little bit of True Blood and a lot of Pitbulls and Parolees, but I was already watching a lot. No, fair. To be fair. So, so really you just added some True Blood to your... Already really established just, repertoire of Pitbulls really and Brolies. I really just added a werewolf. That's all, <laughs> I, that's all I did. I just took Pitbulls and Brolies and I threw a werewolf in there. <laughs> I think that's perfectly fair. Let's see. At home, when I was, I really just recorded myself watching the shows. So I skipped ahead a little bit in my watching of True Blood because I'm writing about werewolves and not vampires, which is maybe little far off of the franchise but nonetheless werewolves don't come into play until season three i'm watching the first episode with el seed and it is uh it's violent but he is el seed and oh here's eric too oh he is hello eric oh maybe i missed an opportunity to put eric in my fan fiction make something real hot why am I not writing a sexy fan fiction? So I'm on season eight, episode two of Pitbulls and Parolees. That's how much I've watched this show. I'm on season eight. There's 11 seasons. I love this stupid show. It's my guilty pleasure. I do have to say that the more I watch it, the more I have like a, like a talk, like, like I live in New Orleans. No, that's not, that's terrible. Don't do that, Caitlin. I mean, that's half the fun. Yeah, right? I was just like, there was, I watched some of True Blood, mm-hmm. and, and then I skipped ahead to the, because the werewolves don't come in until season three. Um, and then I watched a lot of Pitbulls and Parolees. And then I discovered the soundtrack to True Blood. I mean, I, I was about to say, is there a soundtrack? But obviously there is there a soundtrack. There is, and it is quite good. Interesting. Yeah, 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 it's a good time. I don't have a lot of musical memories of that show. Like, there are some shows no. where you're like, oh, I, I I'm actively listening to this music that's on there, but yeah, which either means I didn't care or it was very seamlessly blended, which mm-hmm. I think is a good thing. Well, I just tend to, and I did this with the little mermaid and I did this also, I didn't do this with star Wars, but, or maybe I did. I don't remember when I'm about to write something particularly that has an established world. I'll play the soundtrack Ew. to steal that trick. <laughs> this story was not my favorite one I've written, mm-hmm. but it was fun to imagine the world. What made it not your favorite to write? Um, I wouldn't say it's because of that. I would say it's probably because I didn't, I, I didn't focus in on the fantasy as much as I focused in on the reality oh, television. Mm-hmm. Um, and while I made myself laugh, I didn't really discover anything new. Okay. I should, because I mean, part of the fun, like particularly with Star Wars and Little Mermaid is we like delved into this fantasy world yes. and the histories and like all the complicated stuff going on. And this was like, there's not much to delve into when it comes to a reality show about an animal rescue. I think that I, I, that perhaps was a similar experience to mine where I found myself rather than like doing a deep dive into something, into a world I already knew and loved. I was trying to fit that world into a very formulaic mm-hmm. crossover world. Mm-hmm. 
And so it was fun. It was like surfacey fun. Yeah. I think I, that seems like what you're saying. I think I think I was really excited to do crossovers, and I think they're maybe the most complicated thing to do. I thought they, they would tough. be so easy, but they're not. I think if I did it again too, I would pick two fantasy worlds so that you can. My mm-hmm. so my fear. One of the reasons I didn't want to do two fantasy worlds was a that they would be like too similar, but with different governing rules, and yeah. it would be too complicated to make those governing yeah. rules yeah. mesh. Yeah, or just that it's so it just like blending mythologies is always a little bit difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think in retrospect, it would almost have been more fun to try to do that. Yeah, than, than to it, blend with reality. Yeah, I and also for me, it's like once you blend two fantasy worlds, I think some of the fun details of each world gets lost because it becomes same. Yeah. You know, like if you were to blend True Blood with another vampire franchise, it would just become samesies to a certain extent. Yeah, I agree. So, yeah. So I really, I think you're, don't get me wrong. I think you're going to like this story, but it is different. Okay. I'm excited though. Okay. Different is fun. Uh, The name, (laughs) the name of this story is Wolfman Go Dig Hole. Okay. Yes. All right. Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am thrilled to invite you to Rachel Uncensored, my podcast where I get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. From personal stories to hot button issues, we cover it all. New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure you tune in on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored. See, let's see, here we go. I got to say it first. I thought to myself, I'm a grown adult man with some constitutional rights left. I don't need no family adopting me as a pet. Eloy shifts in the canvas director's chair. The crunch of the fabric is caught on the lavalier mic. There's a shot of Eloy, white t-shirt and stained jeans, walking between kennels filled with barking pit bulls. He growls at one, sounding nothing like a human man, and the dog whimpers. Voiceover plays. When I got out six months ago and came to work at Villa Lobos, I couldn't have been happier. Shot of Eloy playing tug of war with a pit hound mix in a pen. Eloy has a tight grip on the end of on his end of the rope toy between his teeth. What better place for a low country werewolf with no pack who's prone to getting into into it? Okay, I want to stop you for a second just because I have a question about the name Eloy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that it's a Cajun name? Oh, yeah, yeah. I looked up the Cajun I was like, name. Is this just, did you just put an O into Eli? No, no, no. Well, I kind of which wanted... I imagine it comes from the same roots, but <laughs> no, yeah, it's a it's a Cajun name. Oh, I googled okay. it. I was looking up Eloy. Cajun names, and then also my dog's name is Ella, so I just kind of yeah, like not I fair. Yeah, no, I like Let's that. Let's dog on the brain. Also, I really love the image of this man playing with a rope toy between his teeth. Yeah, well, he's a werewolf. Yeah, yeah. Get I just like that he does that in more... his human form. <laughs> get ready for more man dog images. Love it. <laughs> um. What better place for a low country werewolf with no pack who's prone to getting into it? Dramatic music fades in. There's a cut back to Eloy being interviewed. The camera zooms in on his face as he looks off and lets out a big sigh. I love those dogs. I do. But I think I'm ready for the next stage in my life. B-roll of New Orleans residents walking through the kennels of Leo Villalobos playing with dogs and taking selfies. Interior shot of Villalobos' office. Tia Maria Torres, who runs Via Lobos, is sitting at the messy desk, glasses on the end of her nose, sleeves cut off of a white t-shirt that says, racism is the pits. <laughs> it's a pun. I like it. And she wears it all the time. <laughs> it's the same t-shirt. This is 
so true to this show. Uh, I really want you need to go and watch. An I episode gotta watch the too. show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To enjoy just the like little Easter eggs I've dropped in this story. <laughs> Interior shot of the Villa Lobos office. Tia Maria Torres is sitting at the messy desk. Glasses at the end of her nose. Sleeves cut off a white t-shirt that says, Racism is the pits. There's a knock at the door. Eloy walks in timid, head low, avoiding eye contact. Shot of Tia cross-folding her hands together as Eloy sits down. The Bernard family called again. They've confirmed the adoption interview. Okay. There might be a problem, though. Yeah, what's that? Their little girl, Shirley, apparently she came home with a kitten a few weeks ago. Aw, dang! Now, that doesn't mean it won't work out, but we just have to be cautious. Cut to Tia Maria being interviewed, the levees sitting up high behind her. Can I ask a question? Yes. Now, Eloy is working at Villalobos? Yes. Or is he, are they trying to adopt him out? Both. Okay. Yes. Okay. (laughs) Yes, he works there. Okay. But he's maybe going to be adopted. Oh. (laughs) I it gets a little bit explained. Okay. Okay. Cut to Tia Maria being interviewed. The levee sitting up high behind her. I'm used to pit bulls. Normally get along just fine with cats in the right home environment. Actually, to be honest, I'm used to a lot of things that don't involve placing a grown man who also happens to be parolee a parolee into a family home. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any questions? Did that clarify? I think I got it. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Okay. Shot of Eloy working alongside the other employed parolees of Via Lobos, hosing down the concrete floor of the kennel area. But we here at Via Lobos, we're all about second chances. And when the Bernard family called asking about our newest canine edition, I had to at least let Eloy know about it. Shot of Tia in a different sleeveless t-shirt and cargo pants talking to a well-dressed parole officer. It's unprecedented to be sure, but you know the New Orleans Correctional Department is having the hardest time reintegrating werewolves and shifters and even fangs back into regular society, being that they have so many abnormal needs. (laughs) Tia nods. Yeah, yeah. Cut back to Tia's interview. We're very grateful to New Orleans law enforcement. They brought us Eloy in the first place, and I have to say, along with being one of the hardest workers, he's great with the dogs. I mean, really, really great with them. Shot of Eloy walking underneath the highway underpass with a massive gray pit bull who is off leash. It's not so much tricks as he's just a good listener, you know. The gray pit bull sits still, tail wagging, looking up at Eloy. The producer says something off camera. Sure, yeah, I can show you. Eloy turns to the pit bull. Boy, go get me one. The dog trots off a short distance and returns back with a big stick, dropping it at Eloy's feet. Thanks. Can you get me something interesting this time? The dog trots off again, goes behind a piling, and comes back with an orange safety cone. Halfway back, Eloy yells, Now you can't take that. It's government property. The dog, <laughs> the dog turns around and puts the cone back, sniffs around farther off in the distance, and then comes up with a beat-up yellow CD Walkman. All right, that's good. Eloy picks it up, and the dog lets out a quick bark. Babyface? He pops open the Walkman. Well, damn, it sure is babyface. How'd you know? The dog barks again. Eloy laughs. The producer says something again off camera. Oh, he said it smells like, well, I probably shouldn't say on TV. (laughs) Uh, uh, I really like this story. (laughs) Do you really? Yes. (laughs) What is your feelings of Eloy? He just seems so sweet. (laughs) (laughs) It's a nice guy. Seems like a really nice so guy. So that is that is a um, 
kind of a thorough line through this show is they'll do these like little side they do fluff there's all fluff pieces sure. it's a show about dogs right? right but they'll do these side things about these like rehabilitated parolees and their like journey to, to like having a real life and it's always like wonderful and the way that you like have a moment with them is that they like love the dogs and they like connect with the dogs and in this case like he is a dog this show sounds like emotional porn it's great i really should watch this <laughs> you would love it you fall asleep to it at night and be happy oh, i'm telling you it's great that's amazing okay oh he said it smelled like well i probably shouldn't say that on tv do you get that joke i, I shit no, no, because it's Babyface, and Babyface is like baby-making songs. Oh, okay. So it yep. smells like semen was really the joke I was going Sex for. And candy. Yeah, I didn't edit this one. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I know Babyface, but I couldn't for the life of me like name a Babyface song, so that's also probably my pop culture deficiency. When Can I See You Again is, uh, one, is okay. his most famous song. I do song. remember that one. Okay, it's fine. Don't worry about it. Um B-roll of New Orleans skyline, the sun going down and coming back up. That's how you know time has passed, by the way. I'm just putting it <laughs> out there based on television. The Bernard family is showing up today for the meet and greet. Tia Maria Torres walks up to an outdoor seating area alone. Voiceover plays over as a small family walks up taking a seat. I've done a lot of family matching and special cases in my life. I mean, I used to train tigers, but this might be the weirdest adoption I've ever done. <laughs> I'm really worried that they're not going to adopt him. This is another thing that happens in this show is everything is like the worst she's ever done. This is the of weirdest. Course. This is the worst. This is the most dangerous. <laughs> okay. But this might be the weirdest adoption I've ever done. Tia leans forward. So can you tell me a little about how you got to this point? The mom is holding a five-year-old girl with short hair. The girl's face is buried in her mom's shoulder. Well, our family has been adopting rescues for years. But now that my small business has taken off, all my extra time has gone into taking care of Shirley. As much as I'd love to adopt a dog, what we really need is some extra help around the house. Cut to drone shot of expansive waterfront home. Shot of Shirley playing with a tiny pink wheelbarrow in the backyard. Cut to mom being interviewed. My name is Tanya Bernard, and I own a successful jewelry and pottery design business recently featured in Own Magazine. Shot of Tanya in the kitchen with Shirley. My husband, George, is stationed in South Korea. So for now, it's just me and Shirley in this big house. Shot of Shirley in her room, showing the cameraman drawings push pinned to the wall. And this is a wolf. But the kind that is sometimes a person, because regular wolves don't know people are nice. She holds <laughs> up a crayon drawing of a wolf with human hands for feet. Mama says, we're going to get a new friend like this to help me garden. I just want to say that your small southern girl child is on point. Is it really? Yes. Okay, good. Great okay. voice. Shot of Tanya being interviewed, she shrugs. I know we could have just hired some help, but I've got three extra bedrooms, and well, you could say with Georgia gone, Shirley and I just need an addition to our family, or our pack, I guess. <laughs> Shot of Tia talking to Tanya and Shirley in the outdoor area. I have to ask, it doesn't bother you at all to have a strange man, a convicted felon as well, in your home? Well, it was nonviolent, wasn't it? Tanya shifts Shirley uh, to a more comfortable position. He was arrested for possession of marijuana. Tanya laughs. Well, so was I my freshman year, and I know Oprah. <laughs> I just really like that as a like as a proof that she is a good and successful person. It's like I did pop, but I know Oprah. I know Oprah. I know Oprah. Also, 
this is my tiny, tiny, because I was trying to not be super political and feminist and whatever, but this is a tiny shot to the prison industrial complex that there's all these men who mm-hmm. can't get jobs and lose their constitutional rights because they smoke weed. Because of weed. And a, and a variety of other nonviolent things that are like stupid. And that's basically, which this show is really great at pointing out. And so I, that's one of the reasons I really like it is because it makes parolees look like nice men and they are. Mostly. Yeah, come on. Possession of marijuana. Really? Really? Okay. We're looking at you, Jeff Sessions, trying to bring it back. <sighs> I hope he never gets adopted out. Jeff Sessions? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I hope he gets euthanized. Nobody wants to adopt a cute elf. No. Or a possum. Mm. Mm. Okay. Tanya laughs. Well, so was I my freshman year of college, and I know Oprah. Well, as long as that doesn't bother you, would you like to meet him? Of course. Pan over to Villalobos' building. Eloy walks out, hands in his pockets. He crosses over and sits down next to Tia. Hello, ma'am. Hi there. You can call me Tanya, and this is Shirley. Shirley, say hi. Shirley gets out of her mom's arms and walks over to Eloy. You go, Wolf. What? Eloy <laughs> looks around. Mama says you go, Wolf, and live with us and help. And I need a wolf to dig for my vegetables, so you go, Wolf, and dig me a hole. <laughs> Shirley. Sorry. You please go wolf, sir. <laughs> Dramatic music plays. B-roll outside of Villalobos plays as music fades out. Opens back in on Shirley. Mama says you go wolf. You go wolf and dig me a hole. I don't know if you noticed that was a commercial break. I, I did get that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Uh, Mama says you go wolf. You go wolf and dig me a hole. Tia laughs. I guess she's the pack leader, just like my daughters. Tanya, she has daughters, by the way. Tanya looks uncomfortable. Yeah, she's a hellion. Eloy stands up and backs away. Okay, miss, hang on. I gotta think to do it. Shirley crosses her arms. Okay. Eloy walks out to a patch of ground next to the parking lot. He jumps and turns quickly into a large gray wolf, circles, sniffs the ground, then starts to dig. After making a sizable hole, he heads back, stopping to pick up all his clothes and carrying them in his jaws back to the seating area. Shirley yells, Good boy, you did it! Eloy walks up and sits in front of Shirley. She scratches his big ears and he wags his tail. Tia looks at Tanya. I guess we should schedule a home visit. much of true blood in there no i'm i feel like it's just generic werewolf that's true but i mean the cajun werewolf is definitely a true blood spin yeah i mentioned fangs yeah and shapeshifters true but this was really truly all about that television show (laughs) i really would like you to submit the spec script Pipples are probably like, listen, all we well, they need. They take scripts. It's a, it's a reality show. They take scripts. Okay, fine, fine. <laughs> but I had a moment where I was like, here's what made me. Well, here's what threw me. So this guy's gonna turn into a wolf in front of a little girl and essentially be naked. Then how do True. we deal with that? Yeah. So I didn't quite get that far in my logic, but yeah, I mean, I think you. Skirted it nicely by not having him turn back into a human. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he understands oh. boundaries. I think so. He seems like a, a nice a nice dude. Yeah, I just, I don't know. I was like, why would you adopt a werewolf? Because you can't take care of a dog, but you want to have a dog. But it also, like, you could use human help. So my question, I guess, is are they also <laughs> going to your, be... Your one question. Well, I have a... 
the, my most pressing question is, will they also be paying him for his help around the house? That was the idea, yes. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. He Because a lot of times the parolees in this TV show will live with Tia because they have nowhere else to go mm-hmm. because they just got out of prison. And so she'll not only pay them, but let him, them live there. So got that it. was kind of my Okay, life. good. That makes me feel better that they're not like essentially adopting unpaid labor. labor. No, no, no. He's not going to be a slave. That's terrible. I, yes. They're going to pay him and give him somewhere to be. And then he gets to help with the little girl. He's basically the manny. I like that. But he's a dog manny. I was like Nana and Peter Pan. Yeah. Oh. That's really cute. Except that she did not do a good job <laughs> keeping those children in bed. No, she was terrible. <laughs> it did get stolen. It was fun. I really liked it. Oh, Eloy. What a sweetheart. Yeah. I thought it just, you know, you can be a werewolf and a parolee and still be a nice man. Yeah. Well, isn't, I don't know if he was a parolee, but the main werewolf on. Alcide. Alcide. He's was a very he nice had? man. He was like in trouble with the law or something at certain points, or wasn't he? I think because they they're all like bikers. Yeah, and they all have that like aesthetic, so they right. all kind of seem to be under the eye of the law at least. Maybe, maybe I need to revisit True Blood and write a real True Blood fan fiction, but mm, I couldn't do it. That's hard. Look out for our next episode. We don't. I don't think we know what we're doing. We're going to decide no, next we're episode. Gonna, we're going to pick it. What franchise? And then uh, follow what we're doing in our episode releases on at underscore more banana for now. Um, and if you want to contact us, you can go through there. And if you want to give us suggestions, you can go through there. And look out for our fan fictions when we post them. We'll let you know. We will let you know. Calm down. Mm-hmm. We'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Although I may not post this one. <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> um... Uh, and we'll see you next time on World Stealers. Stealers. Ah.